Would the secretary please call the roll? Commissioner Buell? Here. Commissioner Griffin? Here. Commissioner Halsey? Here. Commissioner Louie? Here. Commissioner Mazzola? Here. And Commissioner Anderson and Commissioner Jupiter Jones both have excused absences. This is the Recreation and Park Commission meeting of July 21st, 2022. The San Francisco Recreation and Park Commission acknowledges that we occupy the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatishaloni peoples, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. We honor the Ramatishaloni peoples for their enduring commitment to Mother Earth. As the indigenous protectors of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatishaloni have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As stewards of parkland, we recognize our duty to honor the Ohlone through thoughtful and informed preservation and interpretation of ancestral land. As uninvited guests, we affirm their sovereign rights as First Peoples and wish to pay our respects to the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatish community. Good morning and welcome to the Recreation and Park Commission. This meeting is being held in hybrid format with the meeting occurring in person in City Hall, Room 416. It is also being broadcast live on SFGovTV and is available to listen to by calling 415-655-0001 using today's access code, which is 2497 3120761. We ask that you please turn off electronic devices and take any secondary conversations outside in order for the meeting to proceed as efficiently as possible. We ask listeners to turn down your televisions and or computers while listening on the phone. We ask for your patience if we experience any technical issues. Public comment will be taken both in person and remotely. Public comment will be available for each item on the agenda. Unless otherwise announced by the president, each person will have two minutes for public comment on each item. Comments or opportunities to speak during the public comment period are available both in person in City Hall, room 416, and via phone. For each item, the Commission will take public comment first from people attending the meeting in person and then from people attending the meeting remotely. As a reminder, for those who would like to comment via phone, you may call 415-655-0001 and the access code is 2497 when you hear the agenda item you would like to comment on call, dial star 3 to be added to the queue to speak. You will be lined up in the system in the order you dial star 3. While you are waiting, the system will be silent. The system will notify you when you are in line and waiting. All callers will remain on mute until their line is open. Everyone must account for the time delays and speaking discrepancies between live coverage and streaming. If there is an item of interest to you that is not on the agenda and is under the subject matter jurisdiction of the Commission, you may speak under general public comment, and today that is item 5 and continued at item 9. Alternatively, you may submit public comment in either of the following ways, by emailing recpark.commission at sfgov.org. If you submit public comment via email, it will be included in the legislative file as part of the matter. Written comments may also be sent via the U.S. Postal Service to San Francisco Recreation and Park Commission, 501 Stanyon Street, San Francisco, California, 94117. We are now on item 2, President's <coughs> Report. Thank you. Um, one item, and that is that on uh, Saturday, uh, the uh, Presidio Trust and the National Park Service and the Golden Gate National Park Conservancy had a ribbon cutting for the Tunnel Top Park, the 14-acre park that connects Chrissy Field to uh, the main post, uh, designed by James Corner, who did the High Line in New York. Uh, it was a wonderful opening. General manager was there, and uh, there was uh, the mayor and Nancy Pelosi and a variety of other officials and, uh, and the number two person at the Interior Department. Um, <coughs> having said that, 
more importantly, on Sunday, it's estimated that over the course of the day, 20,000 people came to see the tunnel tops and that they had to regulate letting the kids into the two-acre area that was designated just for them because it was so crowded. Um, it speaks to the popularity of parks in the city. Uh, the, the money was all raised privately, uh, and that speaks to the philanthropy of people in San Francisco around parks, and uh, also helps in a chain of wonderful new large parks like Francisco Park that was privately funded by philanthropy in the city, and the effort that we're making at uh, India Basin Shoreline. So uh, I mention it because it's just a spectacular example of uh, the love and support that people have in San Francisco for our parks and a testimony to the work that the staff does here. And that concludes my report. Is there any public comment in room 416? Seeing none, do we have any hands raised on our line? No public comment. Seeing no public comment, public comment is closed. We are now on item four, general manager's report. Bill, do you have anything today? Yes, I do. Oh, let me turn the yeah, your microphone's on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, good morning, commissioners. Uh, President Buell, it was lovely to join you, and thank you for all your your leadership uh, at uh, in the Tunnel Tops project, and also your leadership at India Basin, which is San Francisco's next tunnel tops just around the corner um, uh, to that end and about you know uh, how well San Francisco is 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 doing on the park front um, great article in today's New York Times if you have not seen it uh, San Francisco shines with new museums restaurants and parks and lots of shout outs to tunnel tops to Francisco to JFK promenade uh, and how parks have been a big part of San Francisco's uh, uh, return and and resilience. It's a lovely piece in in this morning's uh, New York Times. So if you haven't caught it, please do. Um, I do have a just a short <clears throat> handful of items and announcements. Um, earlier this month, Rec and Park, along with SFMTA and the Bay Area Outreach and Recreation Program, otherwise known as BORP, launched a free adaptive bike program in Golden Gate Park. The program matches people with disabilities to adaptive bikes by advanced reservations. The program alternates between two different locations four Saturdays a month with sites located behind the Music Concourse Bandshell and along the Great Highway at Judah. The launch also coincides with the restoration of the SFMTA's 21 Hayes bus line, which take ri takes riders from the city's downtown area directly to Golden Gate Park. With the new bike program and the restored bus line, getting to the park and its iconic locations, is easier than ever. Um, last Friday, uh, President Buell, you mentioned assi uh, Assistant Secretary uh, Shannon uh, Est uh, Estenez. Last Friday, uh, she toured the recently renovated Bayview Park Casey Jones Playground and Buchanan Street Mall, which is poised to undergo a long-awaited transformation, as you know, and you all have weighed in on a few times. These projects were made possible thanks to investments from President Biden and his administration. Um, uh, both supervisors, Shaman Walton and Dean Preston, showed up at the event and have shown overwhelming support for these renovations, and, and both were very um, uh, grateful and appreciative of the work of the Rec and Park Department in this commission. And uh, uh, this is mispronouncing my notes, but it is uh, uh, 
Assistant Secretary Shannon Estenos, not Estones, Estenos. And she was really fantastic and super excited about Buchanan Mall in particular and encouraged us to apply again next year for even uh, more money. We still have a small gap to fill. Um, you know, one of the most wonderful aspects of the Buchanan Mall, uh, Buchanan Street Mall renovation project, like India Basin, is that it's really been shaped by residents, very community driven. Uh, and in fact, we are <coughs> holding another community meeting uh, on that project this Wednesday to uh, continue to receive uh, community input. Um, yesterday, I had the uh, privilege of joining a large group of uh, people, including Senator Scott Weiner, uh, to thank him for $12 million in the state's budget, which has been allocated to a number of initiatives that will benefit the city's southeastern residents. Part of the funding will go toward the new Hertz Recreation Center project, which includes an 11,500-square-foot rec center with an indoor basketball court, a multi-purpose room, restrooms, and an office, and outdoor improvements, including a pl new plaza, new adult fitness equipment, improved lighting, and landscaping. We are partnering with Mercy Housing, Related California, the Boys and Girls Club, to build this new recreation center, which will be designed to fit cohesively within the existing park landscape. And it's very exciting. Uh, construction, not of the rec center specifically, but of the hub, which is a community center next to the rec center, is underway. And you can kind of see this thing taking shape. The design will connect the park with the Sunnydale community in a planned 25,000 square foot community center, which I just mentioned. Uh, to be part of, that's part of Sunnydale Hope SF. So when you, you know, just to connect the dots here, we've got, you know, Hope SF, uh, Sunnydale connecting to um, Hertz, Play Hertz Playground and the new rec center, McLaren Park. You've got uh, Hope SF, Hunter's View uh, uh, in the India Basin area connecting to the new India Basin project. We're, we're doing our work here. It's, it's good. It's really good. And then, um, uh, um, uh, uh, Commissioner Louie is going to be tomorrow joining uh, a, a group of community leaders at Portsmouth Square to thank uh, State Assemblyman and Budget Chair Phil Ting for some extraordinary support in this year's budget. Uh, uh, Chair Ting was responsible for a $4 million allocation to Portsmouth to help us with some escalating costs and those pesky new elevators that uh, Commissioner Louie knows all about. Uh, and then we also had an additional uh, two, so $2.3 million for Sunset Rec Center, and then an additional, was it three or three million for the Japantown Peace Plaza, if I've got this correctly. Right, Commissioner? Oh, wow, I got that without notes. So, um, you know, it's really wonderful to have leaders like, you know, Assemblymember Ting and Senator Weiner really uh, uh, demonstrating their their faith and confidence in our park system and their interest in our park system, and uh, it's it's really really important. As you'll hear in some future updates, and you'll get a taste of today uh, during the India Basin item, uh, uh, the world's economic situation, COVID, Ukraine, is really catching up to us on the capital program, and not just Rec and Park. Every city agency, and not just every city agency, cities around the country are experiencing tremendous escalation in their capital projects through because of supply chain issues and labor shortages uh, and a myriad of reasons. And we don't know yet whether we're in an inflationary time or a recessionary time, but whatever it is, it's, it's hurting our projects um, as costs are increasing. So, so this funding is becoming more and more critical to filling gaps, and we just couldn't be more appreciative of the leadership of Senator Weiner and, and uh, Assemblyman Ting. Yesterday, 
Commissioner Griffin had the great pleasure of joining me and President Walton at Summer Play Day at uh, uh, Casey Jones Bayview Playground right on 3rd Street. As you know, we do uh, uh, four family-friendly events a year uh, that are all free. We've got our uh, Halloween event that is typically at Stern Grove, but because of construction there, it's been at Glen Park the last two years. It'll be at Glen Park next year. We have a spring extravaganza, which is uh, was at Crocker, which a number of you were able to join us at Crocker in the spring. Uh, we have obviously our holiday tree lighting in Golden Gate Park. And during the summer, we do a really interesting thing. While parents and community members are all welcome, this is really geared towards kids. And we uh, brought to Bayview Playground over 1,200 kids yesterday. Uh, and then when you add staff and members of the public, our attendance figures uh, were about 2,000. Not tunnel tops uh, excitement, but pretty darn good given how small the space is. It was probably felt every bit as crowded. Um, and uh, uh, the free event featured fun activities. It had carnival rides, baseball, soccer, archery, live entertainment. One of my highlights was a little later in the afternoon, Commissioner Griffin was the talent show where kids from the neighborhood actually sang and danced, and it was just incredible. Uh, our mobile rec and uh, climbing wall were there. Uh, and then we had tons and tons of volunteers. This is a huge credit to our recreation division and our new superintendent, Nick Williams, and our assistant superintendent, Amory Donnelly, but everyone. They, my, the staff pour so much love and attention into these events, and they are, uh, I've never <coughs> seen so many smiling faces packed into one, one small place. So a big shout-out to the rec division, um, uh, the administrative team from Rec and Park. Uh, we had probably 10 or 15 uh, of our these the lodge folks who... Uh, we're down in the Bayview all day yesterday helping and volunteering and talking to staff and meeting kids, and it was just totally, totally lovely. Um, so thank you, Commissioner Griffin, for taking the time to be there and for speaking. We really appreciate it. Uh, last week, the 41st annual Good Government Awards were held in San Francisco and put on by SPUR, the San Francisco Bay Area Planning and Urban Research Association. Uh, this was the first Good Government Awards in two years since the pandemic, and it was a uh, a pandemic-themed event, recognizing a lot of the city's managerial heroes that were involved in our COVID response. And I am very, very, very pleased to announce that our own assistant superintendent, uh, Recreation Community Services, Anne-Marie Donnelly, received a SPUR Award for Managerial Excellence at that award, at that event. I had the pleasure of introducing the group that worked on the community hubs. Uh, they were uh, chosen for their significant role play during the COVID-19 emergency response efforts. Uh, Anne-Marie was a recipient of the Children and Learning Group, and part of her duties included coordinating emergency child care for families of first responders and disaster service workers, providing summer camps and resources to kids all over the city, and partnering with other city agencies to activate these community learning hubs uh, to the city's most vulnerable students. And it was really remarkable to see all of our staff yesterday back to what they do, which was camps and these activities and you know it's important to remember that the entire recreation division pivoted like that from being recreation specialists to being teachers and mentors and urban planners and logistics coordinators to think about how these community hubs which kept our most vulnerable children safe uh, and nurtured during the pandemic uh, they were just they did just extraordinary work uh, so and Anne Marie was the captain of that team so she was very, 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 very deserving of this award. Uh, last weekend, Rec and Park celebrated the reopening of the Minnie and Lovey Ward Community Garden. The garden was fully rebuilt thanks to a community challenge grant led by 
Dr. Veronica Honeycutt and the Minnie and Lovey Ward Community Recreation uh, Council with, the, with great support from Supervisor Asha Safai, who joined us out there for the opening. Uh, the community garden is just one of 42 community gardens located throughout San Francisco, allowing residents to grow produce and plants for personal use, as well as become part of the city's gardening community. Uh, finally, or almost finally, next to finally, I'm happy to report that the 42nd annual San Francisco Bay Area Pro-Am Basketball League is also back after a two-year hiatus due to COVID. Next game is, I think, tonight at Kizar Pavilion, featuring an abundance of talented players. Uh, a good friend of mine sent me a clip from Tuesday night of, uh, uh, I don't know who he is, but uh, his windmill dunk from essentially the free throw line was reminiscent of Julius Irving. Uh, it was pretty extraordinary. So there's some great talent on the floor. And uh, uh, lest you not forget, now we've got the you know Vegas League and uh, the, the Cal League at Chase. But this, uh, the Kizar Pro-Am is, is still considered a very, very elite summer league. Uh, it has featured uh, legends like Steph Curry and Gary Payton Jr., uh, we, Festus Azili. We've had lots of terrific basketball players that have played in this league. Uh, up and coming, also of note, and jo uh, Commissioner Hallisey, I think you'll, you know this and will appreciate it, up and coming NBA referees cut their teeth there. So there is a professional development path a workforce development path, if you will, Commissioner Mazzola, for uh, NBA referees. And part of it is cutting their teeth at the Kizar Pro-Am, or blowing their whistle at the Kizar Pro-Am, I should say. So uh, come out and see. It's free. It's exciting. It's super fun. Um, lastly, I just want to give you uh, an update on the status of the Great Highway and the debate over cars versus pedestrians there. Um, it's about one year, uh, and I think you all remember it well. I know how much you enjoyed it. Uh, when uh, uh, SFMTA and uh, Rec and Park staff and commissions began examining how the great highway between Lincoln and Sloat Avenues could work as a promenade, since then staff has submitted environmental applications required by CEQA. Uh, District 4 Supervisor Gordon Marr is, uh, either has or will soon introduce legislation to keep uh, great Highway free on Friday afternoons, weekends, and holidays under a two-year pilot study. This is not full-time closure. This is what basically what's out there now, which is Friday afternoons, weekends, and the occasional Monday holiday. Uh, once, uh, uh, if the supervisor uh, Board of Supervisors approve the pilot study, staff will then has to apply for a coastal development permit, and then during the two-year pilot study, uh, Rec Park staff and MTA are going to collect imp information like usage data, uh, alternative traffic options, public feedback, and then pass on a recommendation uh, to the Board of Supervisors to consider the Great Highway's long-term future. Uh, we will keep this commission and the MTA board uh, closely in the loop, and if there's reason to bring a decision uh, item here, we certainly, we certainly will. You've given us your direction already, which is to move forward on this pilot, and now we're going to try to memorialize the, the, the pilot, essentially. Um, and I think... Commissioners, that's it. Happy summer. Do we have any public comment on the general manager's report in room 416? Okay, seeing none, uh, for those of you on the line, you can dial star three. Do we have any hands raised? 
No hands raised. Seeing no public comment, public comment is closed. We're now on item five, general public comment. <coughs> At this time, members of the public may address the commission on items of interest to the public that are within the subject matter jurisdiction of the commission and that do not appear on the agenda. With respect to agenda items, you will have the opportunity to address the commission when the item is reached in the meeting. Is there anyone in room 416 who has general public comment? Seeing none, is there anyone on our line who would like to raise their hand by dialing star three for general public comment? Seeing none, public comment is closed. We are now on item six, the consent calendar. Commissioners? Oh, public yep. comment. <laughs> any public comment in room 416? Okay. And do we have any hands raised for comment on the consent calendar? Commissioners, seeing none. None. Chair would entertain a motion. Chair would I still entertain we, a motion. I move that we accept the consent calendar. Thank you. There's a second. Second. It's been moved and seconded. All those in favor? So moved. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Now we are on item seven, the 900 Innes Park Development India Basin Project Contract Award. Good morning, Commissioners. It's on. Good morning. Get really close to it, unfortunately. Good morning, Commissioners. My name is David Froelich, and I'm excited to be here today in person. Mm -hmm. An emphasis on the in person? Yes. Okay, as long as everyone can hear me. Yep. yep. Perfect. So my name is David Froelich, and I'm a project manager with uh, Reckon Park Capital and Planning, uh, and excited to be here. I am the project manager for the 900 Innes Park Development Project, as well as the India Basin Projects. I'm here today for discussion and possible action to authorize the department to award a construction contract for the 900 Innes Park Development Project, contract number 000-000-5616, to Swinnerton Builders in the amount of up to $54,300,000. The 900 Innes project has been before the commission the following times. On March, 16, on March 6, 2018, to adopt the CEQA findings and for approval of the concept design for this project. On December 17, 2020, for approval to award the 900 Innes remediation contract, which is wrapping up construction as we speak. We removed the water barrier last week and uh, let the bay come back in and meet the shoreline. Uh, and is scheduled to, to wrap up, uh, close out in the next few weeks. Uh, on June 16, 2020, for approval to negotiate with the contractor per the Public Works Contracting Code when no bids were, were received. And the commission has heard public comments from the community as well as our project partners in support of this project. The construction contract timeline is as follows. The 900 Innes Park Development Project was advertised on March 13, 2022, with an original bid due date of April 13. That date was extended to April 20th by request, and no bids were received at that time. Rec Park Commission authorized the department to negotiate with the contractor for the 900 Innes Park Development Project per the Public Works Contracting Code 6.23C1. Procedure upon rejection or failure of bids, no bids received, on June 16, 2022. The department then reached out to qualified contractors and selected Swinnerton Builders for the following reasons. Swinnerton Builders expressed interest in the project before advertisement, during the bid process, and after no bids were received. They meet all of the minimum qualifications per our contract. They have the experience required for this complex project that includes shoreline and marine work 
three new buildings, a historic renovation, and site work on a very constrained site. They have developed trust within the community on other projects by exceeding LBE goals and have earned the good faith outreach requirement waiver for being part of the contract monitoring division mentor protege program. Swinnerton Builders then submitted their bid on June 21st, 2022, after an extensive and thorough review of the bid documents and after conversations with the department and project partners. Some highlights include Swinnerton hosted a local business enterprise outreach event on site and sitewalk with over 40 company attendees, many from the Bayview Hunters Point community. They invited 367 subcontractors to bid on the project with over 102 bids received from subcontractors. At least two bids were received in each trade and most with an excess of three bids. The contract includes 20 individual companies located in close proximity to the project site with a spend of over $20 million. Those contract values range from 15,000 to 4 million. They attended multiple site visits with the department and potential subcontractors. They facilitated a collaborative RFI process with the department and the design team to clarify scope of work and any uncertainties prior to their bid submittal. They created a detailed schedule that incorporates procurement, lead times, and submittal process. They created a detailed logistics plan that is tied to that schedule. And they also helped develop a list of potential cost savings for the project and is working collaboratively with the department on measures to potentially reduce construction costs. Lastly, Swinnerton has made a commitment to place five graduates from the India Basin Specialty Training Cohort which is a workforce development component of our equitable development plan to work on the 900 Innis construction project this year and 10 more graduates the following year. The India Basin Specialty Training Cohort is a four-week training program led by the Northern California Laborers Union, Local 261. We also received uh, CMD's pre-approval or pre-award approval for this project. In summary, staff recommends the commission authorize the department to award a construction contract for the 900 Innes Park Development Project at India Basin to Swinnerton Builders in the amount of up to $54,300,000. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Thank you. We are now on public comment. Is there any public comment in room 416? Come on up. You'll have two minutes. Good morning, Ooh, Commissioner. We have a star in our midst. <laughs> Good morning, commissioners. My name is Jackie Flynn. I'm the executive director of the A. Philip Randolph Institute San Francisco. I'm also a partner on this project as the Equitable Development Plan Director. Um, and we have embarked on years of engaging with the Bayview Hunters Point community to not only create the vision for the project, but to build in equity. And so um, I'm so proud to work with David and the project delivery team and uh, Commissioner uh, Director Ginsburg uh, on this project because we're not only building a project, we're building this project with the community and we're looking at every opportunity to maximize building equity within the community. Um, the Specialty Construction Trades Program that David mentioned is in partnership with OEWD and we're leveraging a ton of resources that come with working with the City Build Program. So for example, although we are looking at placing 15 um, graduates on this project, 
we also have a huge opportunity to place other graduates on other projects throughout the city through the City Build program. So we're actually probably gonna place more than those 15, and we're creating sustainable career pathways for so many folks in the construction trades, but we're not stopping there. Um, and so uh, this is just scratching the surface of all of what we're doing to work with community and build within. Um, and I'm just very proud to also work with our team with Swinnerton. Um, Swinnerton comes with a ton of experience and one of their staff members was like me once upon a time, working in workforce development, actually getting folks right off, right out of the community, right off the streets and into these construction trades pathways. Um, so I'm confident that not only are we going to excel in creating these construction trades pathways, um, we're going to figure out ways to build in more contractors. I mean, you guys heard that there's over 20-something contractors that are hyper-local right from the community um, that are going to help build this park and help employ our community members. Um, so I'm also here in support. I've invited many of my community members to speak through public comment. Um, so I look forward to our next steps. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, I see we have five hands raised on our line. Speakers, you'll have two minutes. Our bell is not currently working in room 416, so I'll be telling you when your time is up. First speaker. Caller, are you there? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. So good morning. My name is Latoya Pitcher. I am a San Francisco native, longtime Bayview resident, and I currently work in the Bayview community. Um, I have experience working with the India Basin Project as an EDP leadership member, and I am here in support of approval of both items seven and eight to award construction contracts, allowing us to continue to move forward with our equitable park project. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Next speaker. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Uh, thank you. Um, my name is Michael Wong, uh, Program Director from Community Youth Center. We have uh, an office. We started an office in Bayville Underspawn, basically serving the API uh, vulnerable monolingual residents. Since then, we have been uh, working a lot, taking the <coughs> residents around Bayville Underspawn and, and lately uh, show them the Indian Basin Park and uh, every month uh, we organize a bus to, to serve them the, the park and uh, told them the development and the future, the beautiful future of the development. So my vision is to really uh, move uh, a lot of our program to work with the local residents and the community agencies. Uh, so the Asian youth and uh, Asian residents can uh, uh, work closely with with the other 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 cultures, uh, so to speak, is to build cultural harmony. So I have been on the Indian Basin Project EDP leadership uh, meeting uh, member for a while, and uh, have co uh, created project, uh, and I'm moving to the cabinet to have fundraising too. So I'm in full support of the both items, seven and eight, to award construction contracts, allowing this project to move forward. 
Thank you very much. Thank you. Next speaker. Hello, everyone. My name is Daryl Watkins, and I'm a Bayview resident. I'm currently a fellow with CCS Fundraising, a consulting and fundraising firm that are partners in this park project. I'm also on the campaign core committee. Uh, this park project means a lot to me because it will be an open and safe space for the Bayview Hunters Point community to bring their families on the weekends and throughout the week. And it will also create opportunities uh, for the youth and young adults. This park overall reinvests into the community, uh, which is the biggest thing that stands out. And I am here in support of the approval of both items seven and eight to work construction contracts, allowing us to continue to move forward with our equitable park project. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Hi, good morning, commissioners. My name is Terrence Wu with Trust for Public Land. I'm in a number of the India Basin project teams and wanted to call in to offer my support for these two items as one of the nonprofit partners on the project. TPL is confident in Zornerton's quality of work, which we actually saw firsthand during our site visit to Tunnel, Pop, Tunnel Tops Park yesterday morning. Um, so thanks for your time and consideration. Thank you. Next speaker. Hi, good morning, commissioners. My name is Chica Mezzi. I am a current Bayview resident here in San Francisco. Um, I'm also the community relations specialist for the A. Philip Randolph Institute. I sat on the India Basin Equitable Development Plan Committee, and I'm also a part of the fundraising cabinet team for this project. I've lived here my entire life, and I'm just super excited that um, we're actually bringing real equitable opportunities for our people here in Bayview. Um, for so long, we've been overlooked, and this is a time for us to make a real impact here on this side of town. Um, I'm in full support of both items seven and eight, and I look forward to seeing this get passed. Thank you. Thank you. That's my former intern. Hi, Chica. Next speaker. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Good morning, commissioners. Um, good morning, uh, General Manager Ginsburg. My name is Kurt Grimes, and I am the program manager at the A. Philip Randolph Institute, San Francisco. I have the honor of working with Ms. Jacqueline Flynn. I am also a Bayview resident. For the past two and a half years, I have encouraged my community to participate in this park project. This participation is unique because it is the first park project that includes equity. Imagine that, a park project that has equity designed to make sure it moves forward. Um, I am in support of items seven and eight because I believe that these two items will allow us to move forward in the further development of an equitable park project. Commissioners, General Manager, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Next speaker. Grand Rising, San Francisco Recreation Park Commission. This is Kimberly Hill Brown. I am the secretary for the San Francisco Public Housing Tenant Association. I am a born and raised 
Bayview Hunters Point resident. And I am just so excited about this project. I am in support of it. I am so grateful to the A. Philip Randolph Institute for really doing the work and including the residents of the community on this 900 in this project. So many opportunities have come. Our youth have received some great educational and work experience engaging and getting the information out to the community on this project, and I'm supporting the items uh, seven, eight, and nine. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, my name is Yola Gans, and I'm uh, an EDP, EDP leadership member. I'm here in support of the approval of items seven and eight and to award the con construction contract, which allows this uh, project to move forward. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. My name is Oscar James. I'm a native resident of Bayview Hunters Point for the last 76 years. Uh, this is the first time the community has the opportunity to go down to the water uh, with this new park. It's something that's very well needed in our community. Uh, we hope, or I hope that you guys pass this because it's something that's really needed in our community. So hopefully you'll pass it. It's something that's, that we really need and deserve. And I thank all of you for your participation in trying to make this thing a reality. So with that, I say thank you and please pass it. That's all I have to say. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Seeing no further callers, public comment is closed. Commissioner? Thank you. Commissioner Mazzolo. Thank you, President Buell. Um, just wanna thank uh, General Manager Phil Ginsburg and the staff for getting this to this point. I think it's uh, an important and exciting development um, that is long time needed, uh, as you heard on the phone uh, for our residents. Um, you know, I just wanna speak on the award of this contract to Swinnerton, Swinnerton Builders. I've, you know, I've been around the construction, construction industry for a long time and I could say that Swinerton is probably one of the uh, most longstanding general contractors with the most excellent track record that you could find. They take pride in their work. Um, they do top-notch work, and uh, they're basically experts in what they do, and they have integrity, and they care about uh, San Francisco and the residents here. So I think it's a great pick, so I'll be voting um, in favor of this today. Um, and, uh, you know, we're excited, too. The, all the unions have uh, relationships with City Build, so we're excited uh, with that, too. And uh, I think it's going to be a great project for everybody in the city. Um, so I couldn't be more excited to vote for this today. So I just wanted to say that, and thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. Commissioner Griffin. <clears throat> thank you. <clears throat> I'd like to also speak in favor of this project. I'm extremely impressed with the community position on this and the way the community has been involved in this project. I'm very familiar with a lot of folks out there and um, I'm, I'm impressed. 
and uh, with the approval of the San Francisco building and construction trades, I plan on voting yes on this also. Thank you, Commissioner. Uh, General Manager Ginsburg. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. I just want to say a few thank yous. Uh, uh, first of all, to A. Philip Randolph and Jackie, who I can't see behind this uh, television screen here. Jackie, Jackie uh, has uh, been my partner on this now for many years, and it's just a, such an honor to work with her, and she has taught me a great deal. Uh, and uh, I am so thankful to her and to Kurt and to Chica and all the folks at A. Philip Randolph Institute for their leadership in, in driving this project deep uh, into, into community. And, and this is really uh, not just a, a model for our department or our city. This is a national best practice that, 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 that this project is becoming quickly. Um, and I also really want to thank David Froelich, and, and I see Kelly there too. Um, David, this is also a technically extraordinarily challenging project um, because of the waterfront, because of some of the topography, because of the history, because of the sediment, because of the tides, um, because it used to be a former industrial uh, ship repair location. And uh, David has taken this on uh, with incredible grace. Um, and he is uh, the vision and importance of driving this deep in the community is really uh, tattooed on his soul. Uh, and I'm just very proud of him uh, and the work that he's done on this project. Um, you know, uh, again, you know, I, I think the tunnel, we're, and we're all going to, as a project team, going to go out and walk every inch of, of tunnel tops to see those small details that we can absorb and to make sure that, the, the, that this community benefits from that margin of ultra excellence <coughs> that is the tunnel tops project. Uh, but uh, I also do want to say that what we're building here is the tunnel tops. You know, something of that quality in this community. We are not settling for anything less. So we're very excited about it. Thank you. Seeing no other questions or comments, the chair would entertain a motion. Uh, Commissioner Mazzola. Thank you. Motion to approve. Second. Commissioner Griffin seconded. Uh, any comments, questions? Congratulations to everybody. This is a big day, and uh, as I've often said, victory has many parents, and defeat is an orphan, so there are many parents who should take great pride in getting us to this stage. With that, all those in favor? Aye. 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 So moved. Thank you. We are now on item 8, 900 Innis, India Basin Remediation Contract Amendment. Good morning again, Commissioners and General Manager Ginsburg. Uh, Again, my name is David Froelich, project manager for all of the India Basin projects. I am here today for discussion and possible action to amend the 900 Innis remediation construction contract, which is currently under construction, with Rubicon Builders Incorporated to increase the contract amount up to $3.49 million, bringing the total to $12,245,112, which is greater than 10% over the current contract amount of $7,099,000. 700. This project is fully funded, and this is not a request for additional funds. Uh, a little history, Rec Park Commission awarded the 900 Innis remediation contract on December 17, 2020. Construction is approximately 95% complete. As I mentioned before, the temporary water barrier was removed last week. That was a big milestone, and uh, we have a, a little video we can post on our, it went on our, our newsletter and we can post on our website as well 
Um, the project is scheduled to complete in the beginning of August, so they're wrapping it up in the next few weeks. On the last page of the staff report, I included some photos of construction showing the remediation taken from a drone from above. And uh, lastly, the Bayview Hunters Point community, as well as our project partners, A. Philip Randolph Institute, Trust for Public Land, and San Francisco Parks Alliance are looking forward to project completion so we can begin the next phase of this project, which is building the park. The requ request for approval of a contract value increase to cover change orders, which will support a construction process that leverages the best coordination opportunities, cost, and schedule efficiency. These changes include additional excavation and fill within the tidally influenced area and upland areas, reclassification of soil from class two to class one, which we have found out is, a, is almost three times the cost um, to off-haul, dispose, and uh, remediate, additional excavation and fill within the tidally influenced area and upland areas. So as we over-excavated when we, we needed to, we had to bring in additional fill to fill in those areas. And then uh, additional removal of marine debris and timber off-haul. As we excavated, we found a lot of uh, buried items that we had to remove and take away. And lastly, a change order allowance for any unforeseen conditions through the end of construction, uh, which is also included in this request. In the staff report, you will see the sources and uses section for these change orders, and they are fully funded, and this is not a request for additional funding. To fund the cleanup efforts, the department previously received grants from the EPA in the amounts of $748,204 and $1.2 million. We also received a grant from the SF Bay Restoration Authority in the amount of almost $5 million. After checking with the EPA recently, we were notified that an additional $1.49 million grant would be available to us to help fund these necessary change orders that are, we're speaking about today. The grant is coming from the Department of Toxic Substances, otherwise known as DTSC, and is available to us beginning June 30th of this year. The department will seek approval from the Board of Supervisors to accept this grant, which will then be a source for reimbursement for this work. In summary, staff recommends that the commission amend the construction contract with Rubicon Builders, Inc. For the 900 NS remediation project, contract number 10000016646, to increase the contract amount up to $3.49 million, bringing the total to $12,245,000, which is greater than 10% over the current contract amount of $7,099,700. Thank you. Thank you very much. Public we are comment. now on public comment. Is there any public comment in room 416? Seeing none, those of you who are on the line, you can dial star three to raise your hand to speak. Do we have any hands raised on the line? No hands raised. Public comment is closed. Uh, questions, comments? Chair would entertain a motion. I'd like, like to make a motion. Oh, go ahead, Joe, go ahead. I move that we accept this uh, proposal to amend the construction contract. Thank you. Second. Moved and seconded. Any further comments? Seeing none, all those in favor? Aye. Aye. So moved. Thank you very much. Thank you. We are now on item nine, general public comment. At this time, members of the public who were not able to address the commission on item five may address the commission on items. 
that are within the subject matter jurisdiction of the Recreation and Park Commission and that do not appear on the agenda. Seeing no public in room 416, do we have anyone on the line who would like to speak during general public comment? No, public comment is closed. We are now on item 10, Commissioner's Matters. Commissioners, do you have anything? I don't see any, thank you. Okay. This is gonna be a lot of public comment asking now. Um, do we have any public comment on the line on Commissioner's Matters? Seeing none, public comment is closed. We are now on item 11, new business agenda setting. Anything from you, commissioners? I don't see any. Okay, do we have any public comment on the line? Seeing none, public comment is closed. We are now on item 12, communications. Commissioners, do you have anything to say about the communica communications this month? I don't see any, thank okay. you. Any public comment on item 12? Zero, okay, public comment is now closed. We are now on item 13, adjournment. Chair would entertain a motion. So moved. Moved. Seconded. Second. All those in favor? Aye. Thank you, one and all. Thank, Thank you, you for coming out in a midsummer July day to take care of the city's business at recreation and parks. Thank you very much. Thank you. Great day. Very important. Uh, Thank you, guys. Thank you, David. Really. Thank you. It sounds